Listening to sermons as we go about our days, driving around or doing our work, is a perfect reminder of our Lord's promises and of His mercies. This is the mission of Upper Room Media. To make the Word of God accessible to anybody and everybody. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Good morning, everyone. So good to be with you guys here in Arlington. Um, we're praying for Father Timothy. Um, he's, I think he's getting better, so we pray for It sounds like he's getting better. Um, and Father Anthony, of course, you know, is in the mission trip in Egypt, and we're praying for the whole group, and I'm just, I saw some pictures and videos. They're having a great time and doing great work. So you're stuck with me today. Sorry about that. <laughs> so... Before I start sharing about the gospel, I just want to share something with you that happened to me recently or some time ago. Um, I was hanging out with someone and, you know, we're just joking around and always joking around with each other. And for some reason, he had like these big, thick sunglasses. And I just started, you know, joking around with him and, you know, saying like, you know, you know, just, you know how we joke around. He's like, you're cool and whatever. And. And he said, like, he said something, and I, and I said, he said, I need these sunglasses. <clears throat> and I said, yeah, they look cool spy glasses. And it just, we were just going back and forth. And then all of a sudden, he, he got serious with me, and he said, these sunglasses are actually prescription sunglasses. I'm blind without them. So at that point, I'm like, oops. Like, because I, I was just like, because I was making fun of him, you know, joking back and forth. But he's like, all of a sudden, he got serious. He's like, actually, if you look, these are actually prescription sunglasses. I didn't realize these thick sunglasses could be prescription. But, of course, some people wear those. And, um, you know, so I felt bad for that. And I was just thinking to myself, sometimes behind the jokes are kind of a little bit of judgment towards someone or criticized towards someone or, or like, making fun of someone. I didn't like that. <clears throat> And, and then today's gospel came. And today's gospel is really uh, kind of in your face, telling you about all the things that are hard to do, but we need to do. And the one that came to me that I thought was really difficult was judge not and you shall not be judged. Now, we always think about, I'm not really judging anyone. and It's not a big deal. But that's really a hard one. The whole gospel today, if you really paid attention, it's, it's really hard. But by the grace of God, we can do it. But judge not and you shall not be judged for some reason was standing right in front of me, and I just felt like, you know, I don't realize it, and maybe you don't realize it, but we do that, like, indirectly. And I was trying to think about, how do I get over this tendency to judge people who are next to me, who are, look different, or do something funny, or, or whatever? And, and we don't realize we're doing it, but sometimes we do it in the church, even when we're here. You know, you're probably doing it to me right now. So, but we have this tendency to judge each other, and, and we do it to our family members, we do it to our friends, co-workers, bosses. Those are, it's just a tendency to, to really look at people and, and in our hearts we judge them. And that's just the fact of life. But then I was saying, no, if God, you've challenged us today to be different. And you challenge us every time we hear the gospel to be different. And I was thinking, the first thing is, back to the sunglasses, I think actually we need new eyes. I think that's the goal of today. God, give me new eyes. If that's a prayer, we can pray at the end of the prayer, during liturgies. God, give me new eyes. And the new eyes is to what? Is really, first and foremost, is to focus on Him. Because if our eyes are on people, it's easy to judge everybody around us. What they're wearing, what, they're, what they look like, if they have this or that, or their hair looks funny, or my boss is always doing dumb things. It's easy for us. We can just let loose all the judgment, right? Oh, the deacons today didn't do that, or Abuna didn't do that, or whatever. 
Like, we, we have this in us to always be critical and judge. And I was thinking the, the only way or the first way to get over judgment is our eyes have to be set on the right person. Our eyes have to be set on Him. And if our eyes are set on Him, He readjusts it. He gives us the vision. If our eyes are focused on Him, then I will look through His eyes to the people. And I think that's the first and, and most important thing is our eyes. God, give me new eyes, but give me eyes to focus on you. There was a story one time <clears throat> of a priest. A lady went to a priest and said, I won't be attending church anymore. The priest said, why? What happened? <clears throat> Excuse me. She said, people are always on their phones during church and they're not paying attention and people in the church are always gossiping and the people in the church are always, you know, they're, they're hypocrites because they say one thing and they do something else. And she went on and on and told the priest like thousand stories why she's not coming to church anymore. So the priest got silent and said, okay, um, just do me one favor before you leave the church. She said, okay, I'll do, I'll do the one thing. She, he said, take a cup of water Fill it up to the top and walk around the church three times. He said, Abuna, that's, that's very strange, Abuna. Why are you asking me to fill up a cup of water and walk around the church three times? And, but he said one, one, one kind of like stipulation. Don't let one water drop out of the cup. So, okay, she filled the water to the top of the cup. Very strange request by the priest. She walked around the church very slowly, making sure she didn't drop one cup. Maybe she said this is a final test, so if I don't drop the water, I can leave this church and be out of here. So she's walking around the church, making sure, and she walked around a few times, and then she came to the point and she said, I'm done. I didn't drop any water, and everything's fine. He said, no problem. You can leave the church now, but I have one question. And I have a few questions. He said, did you see anybody on their phone when you were walking around? She said, no. Did you see anybody gossiping? No. Did you see anybody do anything? She said, no. He said, why? He said, she said, I was focused on the water. He said, that's all I want you to do, is focus on the living water. And I know it sounds funny, the story, but it really is true. Like, we're too busy focusing on others, and we don't keep our eyes on Him. When you keep your eyes on Him, you're not going to see all this mess out here. It's going to, like, so our eyes on Him is like, it's easy to be distracted by people. People annoy us. Let's be honest. People annoy us every day. People at work, people at home, people... The, we, and we look at them and we judge. And, in our, and by the way, we'll never say it, but in our heart, we'll judge. And today the gospel is saying, hey, don't judge. Don't judge. And I'm thinking, that's a really difficult request. There's love your enemies and all these other things. But judge not and you will not be judged. It's hard. But the first thing we have to realize is, God, give me eyes to focus on you first. Because then I won't be distracted by other people. The next thing I would say is eyes on God is number one, but eyes on self, number two. Because I want us always to turn our attention to ourselves. Because it's easy to judge somebody. There's that verse from Matthew 7 where it says, Why look at the speck in your brother's eye, but do not consider the plank in your own eye? And um, it says, hypocrite, first remove the plank in your own eye. Then you'll see clearly to remove the speck in your brother's eye. That's from Matthew 7. What does it have to do with us? Really, that's the truth. First, my eyes are on God. God, give me new eyes to see you. But the second thing is, God, give me new eyes to see myself. Now, here's the thing I want to tell you, but be careful about. Is I want you to look at yourself, but I don't want you to, to get to the point where you're depressed about looking at yourself. Meaning, like, we always do this self-examination, and my eyes on myself, and let me judge myself. And then after we judge ourselves, we get, like, paralyzed. 
We're like, we hate ourselves and we're so bad. No, that's not the point. The point is this. Our eyes are too busy looking at what other people are doing. But if it's a speck in your brother's eye and a plank in your own eye, do you know what that actually means? It means that what you're judging your friend about or your family member or your boss is actually small compared to what we have. So I think we're too busy. Like our energy is wasted on somebody else. We want to draw near to God. That's our goal. We want to draw near to God, but we have to look inward to ourselves, and we're too busy looking at others. So our eyes have to be on Him, and secondary, on ourselves. But what kind of eyes do we need to have on people, if that's the case? If I'm done with my eyes on God, and I'm doing that, and my eyes are on myself, we should pray for the third thing. God, okay, give me new eyes. Give me new eyes for your people. Let me ask you a question. In John chapter 8, when the woman was caught in adultery, what did the people look at her as? What were their eyes? They wanted to kill her. What was Jesus' eyes? Jesus' eyes was mercy. He gave her mercy. He saw something good in her. And that's what I want to pray for myself, to be honest with you, because sometimes I really, I'm, I'm like internally, I'm like, and all of us, we have this quick judgment and like we condemn others, kind of like the people did in John chapter 8. But it was mercy. That's what I want you to pray for. God, give me eyes of mercy and not judgment. That's our prayer for today. God, give me eyes of mercy and not judgment. There's a nice verse from James chapter 2, verse 13. It says this. For judgment is without mercy to those who have shown no mercy. Mercy triumphs over judgment. I love that. Mercy triumphs. Mercy is like the highest thing that we want to be victorious over the judgment that's coming our way. So back to our family. Is there something you're saying to your spouse that's a little bit too much? And our children, we have our children, we want, to be, they want, to, we want them to be perfect. Relax. I'm telling myself, relax. <laughs> relax. There's just too much. When we look at people from different colors, someone who is smart, not so smart, dresses nice, doesn't dress nice, someone who is young versus old, we have different things. We look at people in different ways. But that's where the partiality comes in our heart, and that's where the judgment starts creeping in. So I just want to say to you, exactly like the Bible says, blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. And mercy triumphs over judgment. So today, our eyes and our prayers are our, our eyes, Lord, give me the eyes of mercy, not judgment. There was a story in Zambia that when I, during the time, I didn't realize how, how special it was, but there was, there was one time when I was driving home and then I saw a man in the street and this man is in the street always, he's like an alcoholic. And he comes to the church, and we always make fun of him. This guy, is, there's no hope for this guy. And he's walking towards the church. And I'm driving, I'm coming from behind, I'm driving, and I see him. Then I keep driving, and I see an old man. This is a true story, by the way, but I want you to listen to me how bad I am. Okay? <laughs> so there, there's, I'm, I'm, I'm making you feel good today by telling you how bad I am. Okay? So, so there's a man who is alcoholic there. You know, I said, oh, there it goes so-and-so. He's doing the same thing again. He's drunk. And then right in front of him, as I'm driving, I see this old, old elderly man barely able to walk. Like he's really, 
And I just pass him. I'm like the guy in the Good Samaritan store. I just pass him and go inside the church. And, I, and there's the drunk guy and then there's the old guy. And I left them both. I just kind of drove through. Sometime later, I get a call to come to the, to the hospital. Because the Coptic hospital is in the church. Come to the hospital and pray for the patient. I discovered the patient was the elderly man. And who brought him to the church? Because the elderly man fell on the way. Who brought him to the church? What's your guess? The drunk man. And I was thinking to myself, great job, Abuna. <laughs> you left this one, and you left this one. You judged this one, and you didn't help this one. And I was thinking to myself, I said, but that drunk guy who I made fun of, and I judged, he helped the elderly man. I'm too busy judging this guy, and this guy is helping this one. And really, it woke me up to think about, there's so much goodness in people. When we say there's so much badness in people, there's so much negative things in people, and we're good at saying negative things about each other, there's so much goodness. And there was so much goodness in that man, and it made me wake up to not really like, to really think twice before giving someone a hard time. Even if you've ever been to Zambia on a mission, there's a time where we take you to the, pri the prisoners in the cells. And the first time I ever went to the prison in Zambia, I was kind of like afraid, what, what are we going to expect? And all these people, and they said these are murderers and whatever. You know when you get in there? If you've ever been to Zambia, you know. You get in there, there's 500 prisoners singing and praising God on the top of their lungs. And they're jumping and dancing, and they're just singing and praising. And I'm, I'm like, I thought I was going to meet a bunch of murderers and I have to pray for them. I was, they need to pray for me. Like they, we need their blessing. And that's what I'm saying. We are quick to say the worst and negative things about each other. But a one who's a drunkard, can help someone who's hurt or sick. Prisoners who are killing, who killed somebody in the past, very repentant and very joyous. Really, we have two choices in our life. And today God is really giving us, in our face, mercy or judgment. Which one? Which one is triumphing over the other? Remember the verse that mercy triumphs over judgment? Would it, would it be the case that judgment triumphs over mercy? I don't know. But the parable of the Pharisee and the tax collector, you know that parable very well. The Pharisee and the tax collector, they go into the church. They go into the temple, right? And the Pharisee is praying. The Pharisee is praying. He's the, he's the religious man. He's like the priest. He's praying and praying. And he said, you know, thank you, Lord, for not making me be like that guy in the back. Right? The tax collector. The tax collector was the biggest sinner. And the tax collector was busy doing what? Who remembers? The tax collector was saying, God, have mercy on me. He was in the back beating his chest saying, have mercy on me. Have mercy on me. He's not saying, look at that dumb Pharisee in the front that thinks he knows it all. He didn't say that. He could have. He said, look at that hypocrite, the Pharisee. He could have said that. But that's not the story. That's not the parable. The parable is, there's two choices. The Pharisee who is triumphing with judgment and the tax collector with mercy. So I want you to pray with me today in the church. It comes down to this. It doesn't come to a speech or a sermon. It comes down to prayer. Say, God, give me eyes of mercy. I don't have your eyes, God. I'm quick to judge God. I need your eyes. I'm too busy focused on people and what happened, what they did, what they didn't do, and how come they didn't do this for me, and we're too busy with that. But there's goodness in people. When you come home, from, when you come home either from work or from out, what is the first thing you spot in your home? Tell me the truth. You find what's what? What's messed up? What's dirty? What's not done? Something you have to do. When you come home, you don't come home and say, wow, this guy, this is a beautiful house and everything is clean. And oh, wow, look at this. And this is fantastic. We never do that. We come home and the first thing we do is what? 
we criticize. We look at what's the worst. Because our, no, our eyes are tuned into judgment. Our, our eyes are tuned into negativity. And it's for all of us, including myself. If someone were to type out something and send you an email, or write you a letter, or write you something, you would probably look for the misspelling. I know some people close to us that are always looking for the misspelling of what we do. No, look at what's the best. If, you have, if someone's wearing nice clothes, what do we usually find? We find like the spot, that, like the food stain, right? If someone has nice hair and spent all morning, some of you spent some time on your hair this morning, and then someone's going to come and say, by the way, you got something there, right? We, we, and you might not say it, but we look for the negative. Look at your hair or look at your, look at your shoes or look at, we might just look, and people might just look up and down. You ever seen the person just look you up and down? I, I've seen that before. It's like, what's the, but I'm saying that's our, our eyes are tuned into judgment and to look at the worst. But I'm asking you today, and I'm asking myself today, is today in the liturgy, let's ask for eyes of mercy. We think that person is rude, but there's more to that person. We think that person is not honest. There's more to that person. There's more than we think. There's more than we think. So today, all I'm going to say in conclusion is this. First, our eyes have to be tuned in to God. So we focus in on God. Second, our eyes have to be tuned into ourselves. What is it about ourselves that we need to change and improve on? Without feeling depressed and shame and guilt, look inward. And third, we pray for eyes of mercy. The eyes of our Lord Jesus, who looked at the, the adulterous woman and says, I don't condemn you. Those eyes of mercy who, looked at, who looks at us. When Jesus looks at you, he says, I don't condemn you. I love you. I forgive you. Those eyes... We need to pray for those when we look at others. Let's pray for that in liturgy. And maybe God will give us a little touch of that. New eyes today. Let's pray for one another. And glory be to God forever. Amen. This talk was brought to you by Upper Room Media. We hope that this talk has, through the grace of God, touched your heart. And we pray that it will not only inform you, but will also transform you and your life with Christ.